Husker fans, welcome to the Go Big Red Cast Husker Football Fan Podcast crossover episode. I'm Mike Harvat. I'm Justin Swanson. I'm Honky. Along with Mac. We're here in Honky's basement. Honky is graciously hosting us here in his Husker man cave, and uh, we're excited to talk about Husker football. Full disclosure, this is not our first try. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we had an entire intro a little bit earlier, and for some reason after saving it, uh, some of it did not play so we're doing this again but that's okay second time's better it, it's too bad there was there were fireworks sound effects uh there was a show tune that we had Scott worked out frost joined us for the first 15 minutes <laughs> it was of fantastic and then when osborne jumped in for a second mm-hmm. that was fantastic you're not making me feel better but yeah. uh i appreciate it let me hit that record <laughs> button <laughs> we had a really great conversation about the uh, origin stories of our respective podcasts sticking with the uh, crossover theme um, and I, I think we'll just have to have that conversation again next year. It was delightful, let me tell you. Yeah, I would absolutely. I'm looking forward to it already to, to be able to chat with you guys again, and it's been a lot of fun. Second annual crossover episode. It's going to happen. we got unfinished business. That's right. Yeah. Restore like the we, order. Wait, no. It's like we missed the field goal yeah. at the end. <laughs> We're so close. But the good news is most of what we recorded actually did get saved, so... Uh, We're just going to go ahead and cut to that now, and you can enjoy our conversation in progress. It was 1983. You're number one from start to finish. You're undefeated. You're playing for national titles. You have a Heisman winner. You have the Lombardi and the Outland winner. And that's your first entrance and thoughts to what Nebraska is. And I think about kids over the last 15 years. Yeah, lost generation. Yeah. And all they have to do is they just need to catch up. We need yep. to win. We need to win. And, and those guys, the pre-printed schedules would always include the conference championship and a bowl yep. game. You know what yep. I mean? Like they would always yeah. just include. Well, these will happen assume. too. Yeah. Yep. I mean that was that was how yeah. it was. Mm. We were this good. We were always this good. And if you know, and if anything short of that, it's going to be a real, real problem. Right. You know? Right. It, it, that was the that was the years. Yeah. Mike. Yeah. Um, you're talking about or the, the lost generation, right? It just makes me think of I worked at a child care for uh, a long time, early 2000s, and you'd always see kids wearing like Oregon gear, especially when there was nothing like that in Nebraska for going sure. on. We were just, we were just, oh yeah, sure. Especially in Omaha, you know, we're that oh. buffer for you between yeah. Iowa and Lincoln, so you're welcome. There's, there's <laughs> a lot of Iowa fans in Omaha. It's annoying. You guys take a lot of hits. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> thank you for your service. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, my earliest memory, honestly, uh, is uh, missing the field goal in the '93 season Orange Bowl. Oh, so dagger. I, I, I was aware of Husker football up until that point, but. Uh, my family went to a party at a friend's house, and I hung out in the basement for most of the game because I wasn't really interested in football. But I knew something special was happening mm. upstairs, and I was like, "There's some. I really want to check this out." And so yeah. I went upstairs, and I ended up watching, you know, the entire fourth quarter and really mm-hmm. got into it. And to see them miss that field goal, and just I don't know, there was this. They were on the cusp of greatness, but not quite yet. Mm. And then that next year, I started paying attention. So, like, I got on yeah, right when everything was, was yeah. hitting, you know, the fire in full speed. And I, I loved it. It was Similar so much to your fun. 83. It, yeah, it yeah, is. exactly. Think, you know, my dad was in college in the late 60s and early 70s, mm-hmm. right as we were winning those titles and, 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 and uh, well, winning the first titles under Devaney. That night in 93 that you're talking about, mm-hmm. Mac and I, surprise, surprise, 
we're, we get together after the game, and we're both oh, as yeah. bummed as you can be. We go to yeah. the Hardee's in Columbus. and We go to Hardee's. We have Midnight You were at Midnight Mass. Midnight too, Mass, yeah. and then we went to Hardee's yeah. at like 2 in the morning yeah. talking about Lawrence Phillips and what he could you had do a Calvin next year. Jersey. You had a Calvin Jones jersey on. You took it to church. I took it to church. <laughs> I was so proud. I, I was so proud that. of those guys. 17 yeah. and a half point underdogs yeah. to, to a one-loss Florida State team. Because, you know, our bunch of Nebraska guys just can't yeah. keep up with that that speed down there. And to some extent, that was our seventh straight bowl loss at the time. Mm-hmm. And we had lost a number of games down south to yeah. southern teams. Right. So if you ever hear, especially Boomer uh, uh, on our show, if you ever hear us talk a lot about the SEC and getting tired of those guys never playing up north, it really probably starts from back in those days where we'd oh, wow. be playing Miami or Florida State. We used to play LSU in the Sugar Bowl. Mm-hmm. And... Enough of those times where, we, where we're going to someone else's team's home. But, anyways, we were so proud of that yeah. game, that Orange Bowl. Byron Bennett misses the kick, and then we come back the next year, and, and it starts that that dynasty, basically. Yeah. Um, Justin. Hold yours? on, hold on. Oh. I, do, I do want to say this, though, before we get to Justin. My first game that I went to, however, was a couple years later with Justin. He brought me to my first Husker Oh, game, very nice. So. What my parents brought you. That my first Husker game was with Honky. Actually, the Pacific game where Guys, this Lawrence Phillips. So sweet. <laughs> I, the first Husker. Did we just Welcome become to best the friends? Nostalgia cast. <laughs> yeah. The you fir- know what though? Real quick though, something you said about being a kid and being in the other room, but the atmosphere to a Husker game day party for a kid mm-hmm. is kind of magical. Whether mm-hmm. you watch the games or not, like the adults are so excited. That's you true. know, and there's so much energy in the room and like, and on, on a, especially on a win, you oh, just yeah. see, you see your parents go crazy. They're so happy. Or, or like when I was a kid, it was, there weren't so many games on TV, but the radios were on in every yeah. room. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Every room. Dad would be watching Notre Dame. But it, but it, like the sounds like well, this doesn't make any sense. And, you know, like <laughs> later on, I learned that we're listening to the Huskers for Washington Notre Dame. But you know, like the, just that kind of you know, I've got young kids myself, and I think about that when I, I I tell them how we were good. But every game they've seen so far, we're not good. And I'm like, but but you show them how much you care. Oh yeah, they know. Yeah. And and my wife is just as crazy it about it or not. But like now that Frost is here. They're really going to start to see it. I get so excited for young kids right now it's because like, it's about to pop off. Yeah, like all the kids have heard the stories of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't seen one. It's all true. All of it. They're yeah. legends. That's funny. My I my folks got me the Scott Frost book that the World Herald uh, did. And um, it's him on the front. I think it's at the spring game because it's like the only pictures they had of him wearing Husker gear. Mm-hmm. And he's got his Husker hat on. My son, has he's two and a half, and he has this red Husker hat. Whenever he puts it on, he's like, "I Scott Frost." Nice. <laughs> we didn't Good tell him that. Boy. That was all him. We think it's from that book. So I'm I've been looking through season like season schedules, trying to figure out my first like football was that first football memory or first one I went to. Uh, first game or for, eh, either way. I feel like the ni- first game to remember. Actually, it's probably the '94 season, and I don't know. I just I'm I'm gonna say Pacific. Nice. My first game is your first memory. I think so. Another connection. There I you think go. so. I have a really hard time. I have a really hard time pinning it down because I, you know, I didn't know anything about anything. Mm. I was uh, ten, yeah, so well. um, I was not super conscious of what was happening. I remember my brother saying, "Is Clinton Childs Clinton's child?" <laughs> <laughs> wow. So that's you know that's kind of where we were at mentally. Destiny uh-huh. Childs, yeah, he's a player three as well. And a half years. 
<laughs> younger than my me. Mom talking so about major Apple White. The first time, <laughs> the first time I hundred percent know I was watching, like I can pin it down, was that Orange Bowl that year because my folks went, so we watched oh, it awesome. at my aunt and uncle's house. Different aunt and uncle, huh? also from Nebraska. So. The first game I ever lied about going to was the 84 Orange Bowl. Yes, you did. I, I did not go. You, but you maintained that lie for many years. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good when lie. When you say a lie long enough, you actually start to believe it. I almost thought I was at you know Turner Gill's two-point conversion game, but I was not. Yeah. I was also six. Um, <laughs> you know, you mentioned earlier about like wearing Oregon stuff, the kids that, sure. that, that you kids were. Kids these days. Well, I've coached, Mac Frost and I coached, uh, <laughs> we coached uh, football here, Little League football in Lincoln for 15 years. And when and starting in the late '90s, and when I started, 90% of the, the kids would have Husker stuff under their pads at practice, right? Mm. And then I'd say maybe mid 2000s, 50% of your team did, and the other 50% was wearing some Oregon stuff, or well, actually, it was probably Texas, Texas and U- yeah. Texas, Texas and USC was a lot then. Yeah. And by the time that I was Weak. some of the last years that I that I coached. Which is just a few years back. That's a parent problem, by the way. Yeah, that is, that is. But the, the last few years, all of a sudden it became Oregon. Yeah. Or for some reason, like Baylor and Maryland, they have a lot of the Under Armour and the, oh, yeah. you know, the I ones that are wearing imagine, the crazy the crazy. I couldn't even imagine my son asking me stuff. to buy him that for Christmas. Like, Dad, can you get me a, you know, Florida State jacket? What have I done wrong as a parent? <laughs> No. Yeah, that's it's the easiest answer in the world. Yeah. No, I got this as a gift. Let's go in the trash can. They don't make those, son. No <laughs> son of mine's wearing someone Not weird. In this state. That's, that's funny. Great. Yeah, parents. Yeah. Parents, do your job. I think it'd be good for us to maybe make our our way too early projections, or at least like share our hopes and dreams for the 2019 season. Matt was talking about uh, maybe we talk about something that we're optimistic about, maybe something we're concerned about. Yeah. And then we could just yeah. go and... Uh, and then, like, what we might think the season... Yeah, next year. Overall trajectory. Yeah, for yeah sure. I dig it. So, uh, anybody want to go I'll, st- I'll, I'll start All since right. it, was, it was my idea. Sure. But, but uh, you know, things I'm high about... It's not a very tangible thing, but I was, but I was kind of contemplating the season as a whole last year. And I, one of the things that was the most encouraging to me was it seemed like once an issue had been addressed. That issue seemed to be done. Mm. And I felt like over the last several years, we were a team that kept biting itself, you know, and, it, and we, we kept having the same problems throughout the year, never really never really accomplished it. But this year was like penalties. Well, we kind of got that under control at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. You, know, time, you know, really costly ones or, you know, just the defensive mentality flying up or or fumbles even a little bit early on. And all that stuff kind of got addressed to the point where I, I kind of feel like I can trust what Frost is saying. You know, like if he's saying, you know, like when he said it was rock bottom, I would agree if we look back, that was rock bottom. And I would say that, you know, when we got rid of the character issues, like everything started to, to improve. So, you know, going now with a whole nother year of, uh, of Zach and the culture and the, and the team that we have, I guess I'm, I'm just really optimistic that the guys that we had last year, I'm really optimistic of what they're going to be like next year too. You know, I, I know the new flashy guys are going to come in, they're going to add to it. And Wondell Robinson, I'm super excited about him. Sure. But, but I think, you know, like this team that played last year coming back is going to, is something just to be kind of optimistic about. And, because they they seem to be all the right type of guys. Concerns. It's hard not to be concerned about outside linebacker a little mm-hmm. bit, you know. It's it's, you know, the the defense needs 
uh, bona fide playmakers more than than just bona fide hard players. And I sure. love Mo Berry, and that's what yeah. he was last year. I think Mo Berry can transform himself. I do. He's got the right attitude. He's going to have another year. He's going to be comfortable. But we need more playmakers. Mm. Um, so, and for projection. I don't see us losing a game, folks. <laughs> right. That's great. That's great. Love it. I know, you know, Mac and I, we talk a lot about really the process of everything. And the process of if you want to be good next year, it starts now. It started a month ago, really. A uh, friend of mine, his son's on the team, and so we were chatting with him. Actually, Mac was with yeah. me. Uh, and it was a couple weeks ago we were chatting with the with the guy, and he was talking about how they were lifting throughout December. This wasn't something that they were taking days and weeks off. Mm. Uh, and it doesn't need to be out there in the papers. They don't need to promote that they're lifting. Just trust us, they're lifting. They're doing sure. it. They were lifting since the Iowa loss, right? So they hit the ground running with the offseason. And that's so important right now. It's so crucial. Because to, to Max's point, you can fix so many things. You can fix errors. And I truly believe, I mean, this staff has done as well as any of the staffs we've had, at least in the last 15 years, of fixing errors and quickly, uh, you look at the first six games of the year when we go 0-6, you look at the last six, things like t- uh, turnovers and penalties, they dropped because we got better. But when you play Iowa, we were still getting pushed around. There were, game, there were plays where we had four and five guys pancaked on the same play. Now, the good news about that is that even as you're getting pushed over four or five guys on a play, we lost the game at the last second by a last-second field goal. Right. So right. just because we were clearly not – at the strength level we need to be yet, that didn't that didn't require that we needed to lose by 35 points like we were to the yeah. Ohio States and the Iowas for the preceding years. So we we're competitive competitive to the end, and now you give Zach Duvall that second offseason. You have another opportunity to get some new players in there, but also the guys that that played last year, they're gonna be a year stronger. And good luck pushing those guys over next year. Man. Good luck getting the same number of of, of pancakes and all that. Um, by the way, on offense, I want to see us start to chat, uh, chart pancakes again. I just think that's mm. important. Like, I would love to see pancake blocks I don't know talked about do again. Not? You just don't hear about it. If nothing oh. else, the media talk yeah. about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to, I want to hear simple? about pancakes again. That was important. That was mm. a great stat for the big O lineman. But we're on the right path. And Mac and I, we we've gone to coaches clinics for the last 17, 18 mm. years now. In spring, obviously, you got spring ball uh, opportunities to. Just see these guys get better, practice better. It's the best practice I've ever been to. Probably one of the best I've ever been to was last spring. And that was, I think if you ask Frost, they would say that was one of their worst practices. Hmm. But it's one of the best ones I've ever seen in terms of just being efficient, fast, yeah. hard hitting. There is no place to hide on this team. Yeah. If you, you go back to the Callahan era of Bo Davis, a guy that could sit on the bench for three years as a backup, there's no place to hide right now. You, if you're not a starter, you're still going to be out there playing a hundred snaps in practice, and you're going to be going up against the starters. And football is not going to be a lot of fun if you don't love football. Mm-hmm. And they are getting a collection of guys together that love football, and they're going to play hard. Yeah. You guys are making me excited. I haven't. <laughs> that's something I hadn't considered. Is like this really is. Imagine just the mindset of the team. This is the first time in probably four, even longer than that, five, six years, where they have at least the stability with their coaching staff. Yeah. And just, just looking forward to the future. No, but think about it. Like, like even the last couple of years of Bo, we didn't know if Bo was going to be yep. the guy next year. Yep, so, true. like, we're, we're talking about none of these kids have had this experience mm-hmm. yet of 
they they know going into next year, like they have a clear vision, a clear path forward for what their team is going yep. to accomplish next year. Is this the year we have the same defensive backs coach two years in a row? Travis Fisher is he sticking around? I feel I, I feel good, good about, about him. It. Yeah. I feel good about him. Of These all the people assistant left coaches, Florida, they come up yeah. here together. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of feels like yeah. it might happen. <laughs> yeah, I I always compare him to the defense against the dark arts. Uh, because the, the the defensive back position oh. because every year they go mm-hmm. away. It's like that's a Harry Potter reference. Yes. Uh, oh, I know. Oh, good. I'm glad it. somebody told me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to steal your thunder. No. Justin. Well, why are you? So. What are you concerned about? Oh, what am I concerned about? Um, honestly, I, defense is is something that concerned me all year. So I just want to see improvement mm-hmm. there. Um, but I'm also I'm also afraid of the fan base maybe overreacting when we don't win out. You know, I I think that year one we were very very patient as a fan base. Yeah, we gave a lot of I mean an zero and six start for us to still be as gung ho as we are. I think that that speaks a lot too. I was impressed with the fan yeah. base last year. Yeah. To be honest with you, if it, I mean obviously nobody's expecting that kind of start next year. Right. But you know if if we're not if we're not playing for a conference championship, I could see some people getting pretty impatient. If, if we're not 4-0 when Ohio State comes to town, mm-hmm. I think that's going to yeah, be a yeah. concern. You're going to be playing. What's so interesting is from one season to the next, how things can change so fast. This last year for Nebraska, it was all about everything being new and all new staff. Hmm. Well, in one year, that whole staff comes back. And yeah. now we're going to be playing against a Colorado team that has a new coach. Yeah, we're going to be yeah. playing against yeah. other teams that have yeah. new coaches. Yeah. And and by the time and, we play and Ohio we have State, a salty Heisman type candidate mm-hmm. quarterback yep. versus yeah. a, a freshman who's no no one's ever seen play for since he was a junior. You know, mm-hmm. my, my concerns, honestly, defense gets enough of the talk for all the right reasons. But I'll just say I'm concerned that offensively we just assume it's going to be as good or better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can is does is there this huge gap that Martinez can get better and be better his sophomore year or did we just see an unbelievable freshman year that could be hard to top yeah Yeah. Uh, reaches cap already yeah in the background here we've got the tv on and Ozigbo's been scored a touchdown and and he's playing in this east-west game that's not just you don't just replace him and and hopefully Dedrick Mills the the junior college guy hopefully uh, Maurice Washington I, I hold out hope for guys like Jalen Bradley. I want guys on the yeah. team that maybe haven't made that big contribution yet to make it because yeah. that's what a, a Zigbo was nine months ago. Mm. I, I'm really worried about the fact that J.D. Spielman is the only proven oh, commodity a by a long one. shot. I mean, Cade Warner caught a few balls, but I yeah. mean, he was mm-hmm. not yeah. carrying a load at all. So, um, yeah, it's we frost inherited some skill position mm-hmm. players that he capitalized on for sure and um got more out of them combined mm-hmm. than riley certainly ever had and so um yeah replacing replacing those two guys uh, azigbo and stanley morgan will be will be a concern and and it's not just a matter of replacing it's yeah supporting jd otherwise you know jd's just going to get killed yeah um one of the things i'm most excited about you guys all said like things that I wanted to say, so I'm kind of like <laughs> on my fourth option here. Um, I saw a tweet from maybe you guys saw this too. Damian Daniels' brother is transferring here from Oklahoma State, right? And like yeah. his first day in the weight room, he tweeted something like, "Like these guys be lifting." He's like, yeah. "I've lifted. These guys be lifting." Yeah. So yeah. I think it's it's since been deleted. Um, but he mm-hmm. uh, that was just such a a good reminder that Zach Duvall is doing something special. 
And it may be hard to get an edge in this day and age, so it's nice to know that maybe we have one there. And that is something that the ingenuity of Nebraska, whether it's technology, just whatever it took to be ahead of the game, that's that's a Nebraska trait. We were one of the first programs with Boyd Epley to have the weight room. And then to bring in Dave Ellis back in the 90s and have a nutrition program the way it was, to have that back, to have something where right now we can rest assured, Husker fans, that in January the team is being taken care of. Right. Yeah. That they're going to be at the best of the best well, when it comes to strength and conditioning. We saw it. Yeah. Zach Duvall gave a, a whole demonstration last year, and he showed Khalil Mack. And maybe oh people my gosh, heard. you should have seen his four. He had like a four, he had a slide. Mm-hmm. Uh, four years of development with this guy mm-hmm. of just monster making. His, I mean, like his <laughs> fo- his photo from freshman to senior year transformed him. You know, like and, like I, his ending stats are like what, what? How big is that guy? Six. Three, two sixty, and he's just and for insane. people for people that don't know, Duvall was at the Buffalo Bulls when Khalil Mack was there. Yeah, and so this isn't just a UCF. Hey, two years, you know they yeah. they kind of did okay going from you know winless to undefeated, which is unbelievable by the way. Yeah. but it's more than just that. There is a tried and true uh, history that this staff has. Whether it's Duvall or whether yeah. it's Frost having coached in national yeah. title games with Oregon, it's a perfect mix of old and new. We've got new school offense that that incorporates running the ball, which should help run the damn ball guy out. That yeah. which was me. Yeah, that was one of the sure. tenets. I said earlier, tenets of, of Nebraska football that have always been so important to me: recruit local kids, and you better be able to run the football in this state, in this climate, yep. in these conditions. And Coach yeah. Frost checks off yeah, all. We of talk that. about yeah. that all the time with. You know, UCF was amazing. Second year, he took him undefeated. That's, but that's still only just two years of development. Yeah. You know, like yeah. what happens year three? You know, like with 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 the nutrition program and the strength program that Nebraska has, and the ability to, to manufacture walk ons. I'm like, that's. I feel like that'll be our edge going forward. I feel like that's the that's the secret to the sauce here for for Frost is. We really will be able to develop some of these, like a, a Ben Steely. You know, like that guy. Look what he did from this the year prior to last year physically. He didn't, yeah. you know, he his play in the field actually dipped a little bit in my mind. But I'm I'm looking for a bounce back year from that guy. I'm digressing. I'm sorry. Nebraska, <laughs> yeah. just, we've been cutting edge on the field and off the field. I mean, you think about um, Husker Vision. We we're the first people to put yeah. uh, first yeah. school to put Absolutely. videos to the stadium. I mean, we, it's been cutting edge even on the field. Field turf. We we're the first college nice. uh, stadium to have field turf, mm-hmm. and uh, we've kind of lost that edge. But I think Bill Moose. Yeah. Uh, he's got plans for, yeah. I don't know what they are, but mm-hmm. he's got ideas. And I, I'm, he I'm told, wants better concession stands. Yes. Darn it. And I'm told Frost has ideas. I mean, he's got ideas for things he wants to do. That that track so. might be Gandhi in a nice new all-inclusive nice, football, nice new football center. Facility I mean, up, up mm, on the... It's... it's let's, let's, let's just put some wins together, boys. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, we're... We're eight and sixteen as a podcast. The Redcast is oh. right now, and oh, I don't even want to know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's and the, well, we can tell you it was fifty fifty leading into this last season. So because that oh, that's was, right, that was Riley's record. That's right. So, oh, so yeah. I remember so that what the so that kind of shows. Yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah. So I mean that that's the history. But I think what can happen looking forward, and where you can feel really good is, I think everything's being taken care of that you can control the team, the off season. Yeah. What they can control, they're doing. And then those other things, schedule-wise, it obviously it looks more favorable, more home games. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're replacing uh, Michigan State and 
Michigan on the crossovers with Maryland and Indiana. Uh, so all those things, I'm, I'm very optimistic for next year. Records don't mean anything to me right now to, to try to predict because there's that just doesn't mean anything yet. But I know that we're doing the right things to be a lot better yeah. in a hurry. Yeah. And this isn't a year three of Riley wait till I get my guys or now yeah. it's now yeah. we're starting over. There's no starting over. This these guys they've they've hit a point where this is this program's running. Yeah. Now. Yeah. If anything, Martinez has accelerated that clock. Like he's yeah. so good. It's like, okay, we can't waste this guy. Yeah. Like we cannot waste this kind of quarterback right now. Looking long term, I, I almost wonder uh, and this is maybe a silly thought, but um, how long can Frost retain his core, like of of coaches? You know, he's got some up and coming young guys. For sure. Um, and you look back at what made Osborne successful. A big piece of it was continuity. Yep. Um, I feel like Saban's greatest asset has been his hiring. Yeah. But uh, you know, I think, and even that's kind of starting to. Well, yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. for the collective wisdom yeah. is that mm-hmm. now Clemson had that continuity, and that Clemson was part is, of what yeah. carried them. Yeah, exactly. And so uh, has has. Uh, Saban kept things going with great mm-hmm. hiring, but has he peaked in that regard? So um, how high can we rise, and then how good of a hirer is Frost, aside from convincing everybody to come with him? Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's when, a pretty when, good When uh, Troy guy. Walters takes off to be a head coach, which is going to happen. Yeah. Yep. What does he do? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to give my one – I love having Huskers on the, on the staff. Mm. <laughs> it was one of my biggest issues with the first year of Riley when he came here, and there was no Husker – experience at all yeah. nobody yeah until he brought in Perella in year two this year's or this staff right now you have frost obviously but held it when somebody does or when uh, a walters might move on someday held could be a great candidate there sure. nebraska yeah. guy defensively rude you know you have austin i just think it's great to have guys that have some of that nebraska background there's no i think austin's a big time up and coming yeah. from what yeah. i understand there's no prerequisite you don't have to be a former yeah. husker uh devaney and osborne weren't for for that matter, but it's it's doesn't hurt to have that, some of that experience and some of that, you know, the, that, those guys they just they they bleed Nebraska red. Yeah. And... De- Devaney started a culture. Osborne uh, developed it, and Frost understands it. Yep. Yeah, and and at this day and age, that's what we need. Yep, Absolutely. and it's sincere. You know what I mean? It's not, oh yeah, it's, it's not a. It's not a manufactured thing where Riley's talking about our history and he's like, yeah. hey, you know how those black shirts started? I'm like, <laughs> shut up, you know? But like Frost understands how it works here. I don't have to worry about him getting it, you know? Mm-hmm. That, so that part's like done. Like, all right, well, I don't have to worry about that. So yeah. let's just see how he puts it together. Well, I kind of like how he's putting it together. You I, know, the offense is fun. You I know, tell you what, I, attacks. I almost laugh when Iowa fans take pot shots at Frost and his staff. It's like, Come on, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're just getting what they can save for later. Oh, I know. It's, it's just so glorious. It's just a matter here, of time. Here, here's our final question. Does Iowa ever beat Nebraska again? <laughs> Not under Frost. Ever? Not under Frost, no. Okay, I'll take that. Not under Frost. I'm willing to put money on that. Correct. Not under Frost. I will also take that. Not only that, but there's going to be some pain coming up. Oh, oh there's going to be some pain. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I think that's probably a good note to end on. Yeah, yeah. I think that's wonderful. So I'm curious. Two questions. One, why don't you re- recommend a podcast, non-Husker football, non, let's say non-sports related. Um, and then also, if you could do another podcast, or maybe you are, what would you do? Again, non. Well, let's say non-Huskers related. It could be sports related. Okay. Well, I'll start with recommending. I'm going to recommend two, and these are just because I have friends that are doing them, and I okay. like listening to them. Okay. They're different kinds sure. of shows. 
One of them, a, a co-worker of mine, Keith, they do a show called Tune In Pod, T-O-O-N, In Pod, and it's all about cartoons. And oh, wow. two guys, they sit there and they have a few drinks and they talk about He-Man and Transformers and weird things like that. And then it, it always, the conversation goes into something else, awesome. which is fun. And along the same lines, a couple of friends of ours that were from high school, Mac, uh, Nate, and and Mosman, they do a show called uh, the Middle Ages Podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's, again, it's just kind of a real pop culture, everything from movies to music to comics, whatever. And that is kind of fun to kind of break it up because I think a no lot of us... No parenting tips, though. You no parenting tips. But a lot Pick of... Pick it up, guys. <laughs> but a lot of... A lot of us would probably be listening mostly to sports stuff, so it's kind of nice to be able to yeah. break it up and, and do something different. Uh, for, as far as recommendations, this isn't like earth shattering, but I I love the Joe Rogan podcast. He has, he's got a ton of really good guests. It's like anytime I, I search a, a topic on YouTube, it seems like Joe Rogan's interviewed somebody on that specific topic. Um, if I could do another podcast. 90s music kind of you know like that pop culture stuff I'd enjoy enjoy something even a comic book one a little bit you know I I, I enjoy talking about that kind of stuff my inner nerd sometimes needs a little a little uh, scratching hmm. well I might have a I might have a good recommendation for you then okay so earlier I was talking about um, being a big Christian music nerd that's something that has persisted uh, a podcast that I'm really high on lately is uh Really high on? Should I say that? <laughs> a podcast that I'm really, uh, really have been enjoying lately uh, is labeled "The Stories, Rumors, and Legends of Tooth and Nail Records," mm. which uh, they were a um, kind Past of past tense. What? They're no more. No, they they are, oh. but they they had some weird thing where they got bought out in the mid '90s, but then they're making a comeback. I don't I don't really know how it all works. And by mid '90s, I mean mid 2000s. But anyway, this is <laughs> this was the record label that broke MXPX. If you ever heard of them, kind of a pop punk band from the mid '90s, and then they they put out a bunch of like underground. Uh, man, I don't know how to I don't know how to describe. But what would you say? Just kind of. Christian music that your mom isn't necessarily proud that you listen to, if that makes any sense. So like it sounded sounded good. A lot of post hardcore punk, just not stuff that gets played on Christian radio. Huh. And um, these guys um, that uh, they actually do another podcast on the side called Bad Christian Podcast, um, which. I don't know if I can vouch for them, but uh, the production value is very, very good, oh. and they're almost kind of treating it like a um, like a legitimate historical thing. Like they're 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 going back to the very beginning and finding the origins of this record label and interviewing these early bands who were doing you know shows in garages and church basements in the oh. in the early nineties. So stories. pretty pretty cool. So yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to recommend too as well since that's been the trend. My first would be, uh, it's called Can We Still Be Friends? And it's a movie podcast. A couple of my buddies from college do it. Oh, cool. One of them was a roommate right after college. Cool. And they, they it's the, the premise is, uh, can two people who mistake movie views for personal morality still be friends <laughs> if they disagree? And so they, they basically, the, prem, the premise is they approach a movie and then they talk about what they think about it up front or where they, where they rate it up front mm-hmm. and then they, you know. Chew the cud? They uh, chew the, the cud? Yeah. Sure. That's a, that's a phrase? Then they talk about the movie <laughs> for a while. 
And at the end, they decide, are they best buds or do they disagree? So that that's really fun. And then another podcast would be Heavyweight from Gimlet. I don't know if you guys have listened to any of Gimlet's podcasts, mm-hmm. but Jonathan Goldstein um, talks to people who have, like, heavy emotional issues from their past. But he's really, like, quirky. So it sounds okay. like a scary premise, but he's, like, quirky and awkward and funny. And so he works with them to, like, talk to the people who they have this issue with and, like, resolve it. Oh, wow. And it's just, like... Every huh. other episode is like, that was one of the best things I've heard in a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> so is it like people like confronting their bully from middle school kind Stuff of Stuff like that, yeah. Like wow. So there was one where a girl got, or a woman got kicked out of her for sorority in college and she never knew why. And it's like 30 years later. And so he like tracks down all the people in the sorority. He like talks to the national sorority headquarters, oh, wow. like wow. trying to get people to explain like what happened and help her to come to someone to lift this heavyweight. Wow. Hmm. If I could be on another podcast, I would love to be on John Tesh's Intelligence for Your Life podcast. And I know a lot of people give John Tesh crap, rightfully so. <laughs> but I learn something every time I listen to that man. He there is a go. genius. He seems and to be pretty self-aware. I can, <laughs> I can get on board. He sounds like the guy who was the dad from Seventh Heaven to me. I don't know why. I just, <laughs> that that's just how he looks in my mind. I'm like, ah, oh, child. I don't know about and associating that, those two guys. Not a, no, I know. I know. Yeah. But my mind can't help it. Okay. You know, but okay. that's that's what happens. It's not a, I know. I know how that, that road goes. Yeah. But, uh, Mac, you already kind of said, you said like a 90s. Yeah. I mean, I've always, I, it's always kind of been 90s. Pop culture, music, uh, that movie frame, and Boomer's big on that stuff too. That's one of the ways we've always kind of connected on some stuff. And you watch comic book men a little bit, a little okay. bit, yeah. All I right. don't watch a lot of TV period because I have kids and sure. they take it, sure, and I don't get to do stuff. You know, I, I get to watch my phone. <laughs> I get to look at my phone gotcha. a lot. <laughs> right on. What about you, Mike? Well, I actually have another podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. What? It's the Star Wars Bounty Hunters Collectors Podcast. Look us up. Oh, nice. we all like, right. We like Star Wars, and we just talk about Star Wars all the time. Isn't it so, based on Star Wars action figures? Yeah, now? it's based on collecting Star Wars memorabilia. Oh. So action figures, comic books, uh, records, tapes, all that kind of stuff. So, so uh, I've never watched a single what? Star Wars. Oh, this, is, this is this is true. And at this point on in my purpose? life, on nope. pur- well, I grew up and no, Dad good. didn't watch it, and so I didn't. It wasn't on in the house. And at this point, I've had so many people say you've got to watch them. Obviously, and I'm like, no. At this point, I'm too old to, to like start something. I thought new. I knew you. I mean, I really <laughs> is it didn't, weird? but I thought I did. But here's the deal: like, I've known this since high school. Can't get in to watch it. I can't get to watch this, and that's not the only one. Never, Indiana Jones. Never oh, watched Indiana oh Indiana man, Jones. this is like that's more of an insult to me than Star Wars. I, have, I actually like Indiana Jones more than Star Wars. Okay, I what? have watched oh, yeah. six of the seven Police Academies. Exactly, that's oh. exactly, and that's what happens. And then he defends it. And Who like, are but, you? Uh, but I'm a huge uh, Jimmy Buffett fan. At least I'm like, that doesn't see Raiders offset. of the Lost Ark. At least Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't care if you watch Star Wars. Raiders of the Lost Ark is one of the best movies ever made. We have Showtime free for three months right now. I'm hoping Police Academy 7 Mission to Moscow is on. So I at least Do you can have watch Netflix? That. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. If you had Netflix, I was going to say, all the Indiana Jones it's, movies are on Netflix right now. It's uh, it's remarkable. I'm not even... What's the other one I'm missing? I know I'm missing a major motion picture that you're just like, nope. Yeah, never done Harry it. Potter. Oh, I'm I sure he's never seen yeah. Harry Potter. So I'm sure E.T.? I've seen that. It's funny, like, I'll tell my wife Jaws. when we talk about music, <laughs> when we talk music, I'll tell my wife, you know, like, there was 
music before 1992 and that's mm-hmm. kind of like you know opens a whole world or but for me like movies i probably watched like five new movies and when i say new 2003 or later yeah. i just haven't so what's your favorite movie that? then well like if, if you had to say this is the best movie i've ever seen aside from a police academy movie <laughs> yes let's remove that I like, quickly oh jeez I like Defending Your Life, which has Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep in it. And never even heard okay. of it. Yeah. Okay, I like that one. I like Rudy. I like... <laughs> okay, okay. I watch Rudy. All right. Every year, Mac and I get together for oh, Oregon. Oh, Lord of the Rings? Oh, no way oh, you've okay. seen any of them. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no. I'm not, I mean, he, no, he's never seen that, but like that was never even... I'm not into any comics or anything like that. He's seen mostly... a comic. Okay. <laughs> It would be comedies and you know sporting movies, things like that. Okay. Um, but every year the, the, before our first game of the season, yeah. Mac and I have Aura Day. It's a holiday in the yeah. Honky household. Uh, I take the day off every year, and, and we go down to the campus, and we just walk around the stadium and go to a bar and drink with whoever, you know, hopefully is coming in from out of town, the, the opponent's fans. And we just suck in the aura that is Husker football. Yeah, that's And right. it yeah, turned from day. Aura Day into Aura Weekend. So now we have Aura Thursday night is Aura Eve. And we're watching, <laughs> we watch like ESPN, the you know, whatever the game is, the first games of the year are on that night. Um, and then I'll always watch Rudy. And part of Rudy is I, I can't stand Notre Dame, probably one of my least favorite teams. I cry yeah, every time. Yeah. <laughs> when he gets out there on the field, I'm, I just, I tear up. It's hard not to root for him. Yeah, you know, so anyways, that's kind of my... My, what if, my what favorite movie of all time, year? though, just to get this on the record, Goonies. Oh, oh Goonies, that's, well, that's great. a great one. That's great. And Sean Astin's in Rudy, too. So I feel like Goonies. Sean Astin's been in some I feel like Goonies, monsters. you got to watch the other Spielberg movies, but whatever. <laughs> I've seen Back to the Future. That's a Spielberg movie. Okay. I love, I love okay. Back to the that's Future. That's good. Okay. And you've seen Teen Wolf, too. Of, well, of course. <laughs> I've, got, I've like watched the entire... Teen Wolf or <laughs> Teen Wolf 2? Oh, I've watched well, the Jason entire Bateman? Michael oh. J. Fox catalog, you know, Doc Holliday, all the good ones. Um, He's a national treasure. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, we got we got some movie I've never heard of, Goonies. <laughs> uh, anyway, Indiana Jones. And, oh, do I have to say my favorite I don't know. Movie? I just, Which I Indiana going, Jones? Uh, the first one. Okay. For sure. All right. So and really anytime that Indiana Jones is <laughs> punching Nazis, that's what I'm happy. So That's a good point. Yeah. So Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. It's not as bad as I actually like it more than Temple of Doom. I think Temple That's of fair. Doom's obnoxious. South Park was hard on that one, but it wasn't that <laughs> no. bad. Yeah. I, can I re-answer my earlier question? Animal House, Caddyshack, uh, okay, TCU. Okay. I mean, those are the kinds of. At the end of the day, those are All probably right. my absolute. You like Clerks and Mall Clerks, Rats great, and... yeah, great shows. Okay, I have a really hard time narrowing down my favorite movie. Um, I really like movies, older movies. Um, I was someone asked me recently. I was, we were talking about Best Picture winners, like Best One of All Time, and I here's a recommendation for everybody. 1946 Best Picture winner, Best Years of Our Lives. It's about three guys coming back from World War II, and one's got major PTSD. I don't remember what the other one is. One of them has literally, like, the actor was an actual... Um, Amputee. Yeah, he has no arms. Mm. And so he has, like, these hooks. This is a real guy. And so it's how each of them deals with it, and it's a great cast, and the guy with the... He has basically hooks... And he was given an honorary Academy Award for win for that role because they thought he'd never win anything. But then he also won Best Actor. Wow! Nice. So only got only person to win two Academy Awards for the best role. Anyway, so that would be my recommendation. Right on. Because nice. I actually said the exact same spiel to someone the other day, so I'm just regurgitating it. Best Years of Our Lives, 1946. And if I could do a podcast, <laughs> it would probably be something film related, or maybe if I could like find a like. A, I enjoy running and I enjoy movies and books. 
and podcasts. So those are kind of what I do for fun. So if I could like maybe run and talk about movies and books, <laughs> that might be interesting. There'd be a lot of heavy breathing though. Yeah, for sure. Actually, I have a buddy Pregnant that does pauses. sweaty. He has a YouTube <laughs> series called Sweaty Music Review, which is. He listens to music while he's at the gym working out, and then he just records himself for five minutes talking about what he thought of the <laughs> album he just listened to. Anybody listen to it? So I don't know. He, I don't think he cares if anybody listens yeah. to it. He's for sure, my guys. mom will listen to this podcast. All so. right, ours too. I don't know if my mom knows how. Oh, it's been a struggle, but I've She's got it uh, set up automatically now where she can nice, just get it. <laughs> nice. No, I should try mm-hmm. to educate my mother on that. She'll share it when we post on Facebook or something. So my mom my good. mom talked about our podcast to the guy who mows her lawn. She's that's like, well, great. You like Husker? Well, my son. That's so you cool. Know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know it. she's got us at least three listens. Nice. For sure. Shout out, Elaine. Love you. Social media plugs. Go. Uh, we always do a mailbag for each week, and you can always contact us on social media at Go Big Redcast, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we also do our email Go Big Redcast at Gmail. You can find the Husker Football Fan Podcast on Twitter at HuskerPod. You can email us podcast at huskerpod.com or just search Husker Football Fan Podcast on Facebook. You go uh, huskerpod.com and it takes you there, right? Yes. All right. HuskerPod, we kind of. We kind of yoinked that. That was my as a That was a fun, easy way to refer to us instead of 14 sentences or whatever. <laughs> so, Well, guys, this has been so much fun. Yeah. I had a great afternoon. This has yeah. been great. Thanks yeah. for coming down and making this trip and making Thanks this Thanks for having happen. us. This has been great. Go Big Red, guys. All right. Thank you. Go Big yeah, Red. Go Big Red. Frost Effect in the house. Red.